98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories. Emerging economies warn against protectionism at the G20 summit in Buenos Aires. Flu jabs at public hospitals to resume on Monday. And Taiwan's premier says the island will introduce a special law enabling same-sex unions. The big emerging economies have issued a joint warning against protectionism at the G20 summit in Buenos Aires. China, India, Russia, Brazil and South Africa also said the World Trade Organization should be strengthened. Correspondents say the main target of their criticism is President Trump. Trade issues will also be the focus of Saturday's meeting between the US President and President Xi. Mr Trump sounded hopeful. We're working very hard. If we could make a deal, that'd be good. I think they want to, and I think we'd like to, and uh, we'll see. But we'll be meeting with President Xi in a little while. But in, uh, for the most part, tomorrow, I would say, would be our big meeting. There's some good signs. We'll see what happens. The Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman has been meeting world leaders on the sidelines of the G20 summit. In a meeting with the Prince, the British Prime Minister Theresa May told him that those responsible for the death of journalist Jamal Khashoggi at the Saudi consulate in Istanbul last month had to be held to account. The BBC's James Landale is at the summit. This was the first time Theresa May had met Mohammed bin Salman since the murder of Jamal Khashoggi. And one source said she'd been very direct. The Prime Minister's spokesman said she urged the Crown Prince to make sure Saudi Arabia cooperated fully with the Turkish investigation. Earlier, President Macron of France also met Prince Mohammed and called for international investigators to get involved in the hunt for Mr Khashoggi's killers. Here at the summit, several world leaders were prepared to meet the Crown Prince and President Putin of Russia went out of his way to greet him. Flu vaccinations at public hospitals and clinics will resume on Monday. The move comes after the hospital authority put vaccinations on hold last Tuesday following reports that impurities had been found in the same vaccine batch in Taiwan. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, says the SAR government has now tested some of the jabs and no problems have been found. She also said the supplier had agreed to replace the vaccines with another batch. She said authorities would continue to monitor the situation. For this particular uh, incident, we have already uh, taken samples uh, to look at uh, whether there is any particles in the uh, vaccination as well as to send some of the samples to a laboratory. So uh, in the future, of course, we will uh, continue to look at uh, any uh, international standardized practice and uh, see if there are uh, any uh, future incident. There will uh, sort of measures to manage a particular incident. The Secretary added that the Centre for Food Safety has been asked to look into ways to improve its management. It comes after the Director of Audits slammed it for being slow in issuing warnings over unsafe food. It also called for improvements in imported food inspection. Professor Chan says the Centre is working to correct the problems. The Centre on Food Safety have also recently have uh, more manpower and they have uh, they are starting to look into how best to improve uh, the data collection and also the traceability uh, of uh, the uh, food incidents. But of course, cross-sectionally, I mean, the report have found uh, these problems. So that's why the uh, Director of the Food and Environmental Hygiene Department will uh, seriously look into it and we will, of course, if there are uh, issues about uh, more manpower and also more resources we will uh, provide in order to ensure the surveillance, the control of uh, food uh, safety in Hong Kong is done well. 
Taiwan's Premier William Lai says the island will introduce a special law enabling same-sex unions. But the current law, which defines marriage as being between a man and a woman, will not be changed. His announcement came six days after voters rejected gay marriage in a series of unofficial and non-binding referenda. The win by Conservative groups came despite an earlier ruling by Taiwan's top court that same-sex unions should be legalised within two years. The Secretary for Innovation and Technology says the public need not be concerned about the security of the government's planned electronic identification system. Nicholas Yang said the system, which will use biometric data to verify a person's identity, will make it easier for residents to conduct government and commercial transactions online. It is scheduled to roll out in 2020 and the technology will first be used for government services. Mr Yang said people shouldn't worry about data leakage because personal information isn't kept in the system. EID itself does not contain any personal information, personal data, zero. But in a virtual world, it can be used as a very effective, secure key to unlock your personal data stored at various databases only through your own permission. Okay? It's a way that you can be able to access data without revealing the personal identity. I believe if EID is developed on track uh, over the time, EID will turn out to be a very effective way to securely access your personal data. Britain and the U.S. states of New York, Illinois and Connecticut say they'll start investigations into Marriott International, one of the world's largest hotel chains, after it disclosed that half a billion customer records had been stolen by hackers. The BBC's Michelle Fury reports. Marriott, which owns Starwood Hotels such as the Sheraton and St Regis, discovered the breach in early September when it received an alert from a security tool that someone was trying to access its Starwood reservation system. After looking into it further, the hotel chain learned that the hack had been going on since 2014. The stolen data includes phone numbers, email addresses and passport numbers. For other guests, it could include their credit card details. Another minister in the British government has resigned over the Brexit deal that the Prime Minister Theresa May has negotiated with the European Union. Sam Jima is the seventh minister to resign from the government since Mrs May unveiled the draft two weeks ago. The Spanish capital, Madrid, has brought in new driving restrictions in the centre of the city to reduce pollution. The authorities say the measures will cut exhaust emissions by 40% and help reclaim public space. Here's the BBC's Danny Eberhard. This is the capital's most wide-ranging attempt to date to tackle harmful levels of pollutants such as nitrogen dioxide. It's not opted for congestion charging, as seen in cities like London, Milan and Singapore. Rather, it's targeting old polluting vehicles and people driving through the city centre in transit. Non-residents will only be able to drive in if their cars meet low emission standards and they use designated car parks. There are some exemptions, including residents, invited guests, night workers and taxis. For the first few months, the authorities are not handing out fines. The market value of Microsoft has overtaken that of its main American rival, Apple. At the end of Friday trading, gains for Microsoft shares pushed the software giant into the top spot as the world's most valuable listed company. Microsoft's market value was more than $851 billion, compared with Apple's $847 billion. And some breaking news, former US President George Herbert Walker Bush has died at the age of 94. He was the father of another former President, George W. Bush. 
Sport now and in the English Premier League, Junior Hoylett scored late on to earn Cardiff a come-from-behind 2-1 win over Wolves to lift Neil Warnock's team out of the relegation zone. For Warnock, this was the perfect present on the eve of his 70th birthday after Aaron Gunnarsson cancelled out Matt Doherty's opener for Wolves. The defeat extended Wolves' winless run to six league matches stretching back to October 6th. And now with a look ahead to the English Premier League action this weekend, here's the BBC's Maz Faruqi. League leaders Manchester City host Bournemouth in the pick of Saturday's matches. Pep Guardiola's side could only manage a draw against Lyon in midweek in the European Champions League, but their quality domestically can't be questioned. They're still unbeaten and have scored 13 goals in their last three league games. Their City neighbours haven't been nearly as prolific in front of goal, though. Manchester United travelled to the South Coast and Southampton in Saturday's late game, already 14 points behind their nearest rivals and without a win in all competitions in three and a half weeks. There are four other matches on Saturday. Crystal Palace play Burnley, Huddersfield Town face Brighton, Leicester host Watford and West Ham travel to the North East to play Newcastle. The big fixtures this weekend all take place on Sunday, though, with three derbies to be played. Fresh after his first win as Fulham manager, Claudio Ranieri returns to his former side Chelsea in the early game before Arsenal play Tottenham in a crucial match to keep pace at the top of the table. Liverpool, the only other unbeaten side remaining in the league, finally host Everton in the Merseyside derby. Cameroon has been stripped of its right to host next year's Africa Cup of Nations, the continent's main football tournament. Confederation of African Football said the decision followed delays in organising the event and it's hoping to find a replacement host before the end of the year. And now to end the news, the top stories once again. Emerging economies warn against protectionism at the G20 summit in Buenos Aires, flu jabs at public hospitals to resume on Monday, and Taiwan's Premier says the island will introduce a special law enabling same-sex unions. That's the news from RTHK. Radio 3, live on the web, rthk.org.hk. Welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, in the chair till 3 p.m. This week we have two musical themes on offer. First, our new featured debut album from Cape Verdean new generation Morna Samba Jazz Fusion diva Lucy Bella. And in between, we sample a selection of hot new tracks from a lot of places on the planet. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian, we're still the belly button of the world. And we start off with our featured debut album from Cape Verdean diva Lucibella. She comes from the São Nicolau island when she was born. She grew up in another island, São Vicente, then went to school in Mindelo, the famous Mindelo island for, of course, Cesaria Evora. And she's now based in Lisbon with her family, her daughter. She's a mother, she's a singer, songwriter, composer. And her debut album has just come out. It's called Lasso Umbilical, which I believe means umbilical links uh, with her native island, Cape Verde. And she fuses morna coladera, pop, jazz, rock, samba, uh, and of course following in the footsteps of Cesaria Evora. 
This next track, I played it before, it's still on the charts, but it gives you a taste of the album. Chica de Nyamaninya, The Girl of the Morning. It kind